0: Episode of Pixels Fogons and Fun, the video game podcast. I talk about anything under the video game sun. I am your host, Gingy. With me is Riley and Mr. Odin. How are
1: you guys? Gingy, that wasn't mm-hmm. cheery enough. What do you want for me? I wanted a more cheery intro. Uh
0: then I need like four carbonated cans of water.
1: Oh please, yep. you could fake it. Come on welcome to pixels polygons and fun a video game podcast (laughs) where we talk about anything under the video game sun i am your host raging gingy joined by by owoden's beard and riley brooks you see my problem with that
0: uh riley is i don't sound so feminine
1: burn (laughs) i'm deleting you from life
0: you'll be doing life a favor anyway Oof. we're gonna jump into the news but just to make riley squirm a little bit i got a phone call we will be right back
1: if we do not change that on the two-year i will end you well, yes i see good news everyone
0: nah we'll see probably not Pulling from gamesindustry.biz, written by Matthew Handrahan, Handrahan. New Zealand's game industry has doubled its revenue in two years.
2: That's intense.
0: Oh yeah, New Zealand's games industry more than doubled its annual revenue in the last few years, according to new data from the country's Game Developers Association the New Zealand Game Developers Association or the NZDGA surveyed 39 companies excuse me working in interactive gaming excuse me gaming virtual reality augmented reality and edtech and the results painted a favorable picture of the national industry in the financial year that ended in 2017 the surveyed companies showed NZD um 99.9 million which translates to 64.3 million US dollars in revenue that cool. rose to and I'm I'm just going to convert this automatically to US um and that that rose to 92.1 million in the 2018 fiscal year and on top of that went up to 131 million In last year that ended March of 2019, Uh, the national industry is highly reliant on exports, with 90 percent, 96 percent of revenue coming from international sales. It is also dominated by a small group of companies, with the ten biggest firms making 95, 93 percent too many numbers of revenue and employing 77 percent of the total workforce.
3: (laughs) Damn, Um, Damn.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Among the country's key studios are Ninja Kiwi, which made a huge mobile game boom in Balloons Tower Defense 6, Path of Exile's no. developer Grinding Gear Games, and Dean Hall's Rocket Works, which opened a second office in 2019 and has implemented progressive workplace policies to attract staff. In October of last year, New Zealand government committed Committed NZD ten million dollars to investing in the national games industry with the stated aim of reaching one billion dollars in avenue or in annual revenue <laughs> attracting early stage investment was listed as a single biggest barrier to growth by the survey's respondents. Well shit. Yeah, gaming ain't going nowhere.
2: Yeah, no. Gaming gaming is here to stay, boys and girls, or other gender People, whatever you call
1: it. All you Apache you attack helicopters out there.
2: For all, for all you Apache <laughs> attack helicopters out there. Sure, we'll go with that one. That one works.
0: All right. Well, Riley, do you have anything? I
1: actually have two things. Oh, snap. How Look at me. One of them is Fortnite related. That's wow. one too many. I had to get my weekly Fortnite news in, because that's important. That lady, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of an addict. On Polygon.com, written by Austin Goslin, Harley Quinn is officially coming to Fortnite.
3: Jesus
2: nope. Christ.
1: I'm done. After weeks of teases, Epic Games has finally announced that a Harley Quinn skin is coming to Fortnite. The skin will debut in the item shop Thursday at around 7pm, and this was written two days ago, so it debuted last Thursday at 7pm, and will stay there until February 17th. Harley's arriving in Fortnite, just in time for the character's new movie, Birds of Prey, which is set to debut in theaters about three days ago, as of when you're listening to this podcast. So, what do you guys think about Harley Quinn in Fortnite?
2: Um. Very. I like uh, it. You know what? Okay. So I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be happy about it. Let me let me look at this non. Uh, uh, is it non-subjectively a uh, non-biased manner? Okay? Objectively. It objectively sure. Uh, either way, I'm looking at it. I'm going to look at this as a non-biased person. Okay. Uh, Har- I think Harley Quinn skin being introduced into uh, Fortnite isn't a bad thing. It's, um, it kind of follows suit with a lot of how their skins go. Anyways, I mean they had lots of skins in there. Uh, one of them looks kind of like Deadpool. Uh, air quotes there. You can't see them, but believe me, they're there. Um, but I think the fact that they're bringing in newer skins like that, kind of bringing into the what's kind of big right now, is good. It's it's gonna bring them money. Guarantee. Like they're just gonna keep getting more people.
1: A lot of people are going to use
2: it. So, yeah, I think it's
1: good for them. So my second news story, another Pixels Media news meme that Gingy has been neglecting for so long. And it's made me sad that we haven't heard this name in a long time. And I was actually kind of interested in this subject, too, because I watched a video on it. So it worked out all, all around. From GamesIndustry.biz, written by Rebecca Valentine. Blizzard president on Warcraft 3 We Forged. We stand behind our games. J. Allen Brack commits to continued updates and support after poor reception. The launch of Blizzard's remake of its 2002 RTS game, Warcraft 3, isn't going swimmingly, and the company's investors have noticed. During today's Q4 earnings call, am I still here? Yep, still here. Okay. Blizzard President Jay Allen Brack was asked about the game's rocky launch over a week ago, which has seen backlash from fans accusing it of performance issues, cutscenes visibly different from those shown at the game's 2018 announcement, changing popular elements of the original game, and an end-user license agreement change that hurts the custom game community. The backlash grew strong enough that the game was review-bombed by users on Metacritic, resulting in a 0.5 out of 100 user score, the lowest currently on the platform. So yeah, that's basically Warcraft 3 Reforged launched, and the launch was very, very rocky, and it, it currently holds the lowest user score on on Metacritic in history. Now... And another looked, another that, line of Blizzard fuck ups after all the Blitch chunk bullshit and everything else. Hmm.
3: What do you guys think
1: about um fucking the uh, Warcraft three remake being bad? Brain words.
0: It's incredibly sad to say if. Warcraft Reforged, whatever the fuck they're calling it, if the original looks better than the remake.
1: Yeah. And also, real quick, just real quick plug for a friend of mine. The video I watched on this was actually by a friend of mine who I do a show with, Mo Mo Diggity from the MoCast, which I appear on every week as a co-host, made a video in which he went over the poor launch of Warcraft 3. So go look at Mo Diggity42 YouTube channel and watch that video and subscribe. Because Mo is a cool dude. Plug. You can also find the MoCast on that channel, which I am in. Shameless plug. Shameless plug for my good friend Mo. And yeah, that's it for my news. Odin, you got any news?
2: Um no, not that I can think of. Oh, uh, I guess kind of. A little bit. It's more or less on the lines of, um, uh, it's on Minecraft. Um, I, it's not an article though. There is news for some stuff for Minecraft. A couple things. Um, the progression for their nether update that they're working on is pretty much getting close to being done. There's a few things that they're working on. Uh, lots of good new pieces of wood, lots of new, uh, armor stuff. You're getting a whole new, like, armor and, uh, Weapon uh, design.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, they're also working, still working on the Minecraft dungeons, which uh, basically is your, how do you put it? Diablo, if you will, but for Minecraft. Uh, it's going to be exciting, in my opinion. It really will be.
3: Big time.
2: Yep, I've watched a lot of playthrough videos for it. There, it's not quite done yet, but it—I can tell you from what I've seen so far for it—it's gonna—it's gonna look good, and I'm gonna play the crap out of it. And I hope you get it, Gingy.
0: Oh, I will be getting it.
3: Hell yeah, that's good.
2: Oh yeah, that's—it's—it's it's something that I'm—I'm I'm thoroughly excited for. Oh anything. yeah, man. But that's that's all I got. Uh, no joke. That that's that's all I got.
3: All right. Well,
0: Vito Gomez is here, so we're gonna let him. Well, hey, you.
1: hey, hey! Don't don't take the ball before the court here, because I actually got a text from old Vito. He cannot make it today, but he Aww, the show the cool. show the show must. Oh, well,
2: uh-huh. you, you let Vito know that I hope he's doing better or whatever's wrong with him. I hope, he, I hope he'll be okay. Uh, we'll send Vito a good...
0: I find this unacceptable. He has received his final strike. Tell him he is fired.
1: Shut the fuck up, Gigi. Uh, yeah, Vito has come down with the coronavirus. It's very, very sad. So, that unfortunately,
0: is... he is fired from life and also this show.
1: <laughs> Jesus, shut up, Gigi. But anyway... No. That's
2: tragic.
1: Vito's segment must go on, so he has sent me all of his historian information. And now I will do this day in gaming history. Oh, he is very trusting of you. I know. Me and Vito, we're we're tight, yo. (laughs) We hang out. We we eat lunch together on Tuesdays. It's pretty fun.
2: That sounds nice.
1: Alright, so here's this week's, this day's, this day's? This day in gaming history. This day in 1989, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle released in Japan for the Sega Genesis. Now here's a here's a fun one, here's a fun little joke one, even though nobody's ever heard of this game, but the name is more what intrigues me. Pega Game was released for the browser in this day in 1994. My game, guys. It's the peg game. I
2: don't know if they do what they were doing.
1: No. This day in 1999, Wario Land 2 was released for the Game Boy Color in the United States. That's cool. Um, I don't think I don't think The Lion King one and a half is a game. I'm pretty sure it's a movie. I don't know if Vito so was. They
2: have a they have a Lion King game for uh, the Sega.
1: Yes, game, but, but in in Vito's notes here it says the Lion King one and a half DVD player version released in the United States this day in 2004 Yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to Vito <laughs> yeah.
2: Vito's yeah, is coronavirus got me fired a
1: little bit shut up, about, shut up That's about the, Vito being fired That he's coronavirus fired. is really hurting him. He's not fired out. He
0: is pending investigation. He is on administrative leave with no pay.
2: I would like to state, though, that I don't think uh, Vito recently submitted his uh, application for the Federal Bureau of, Inve- of Investigation.
1: <laughs> to, uh... Stop being mean to Vito. He has the coronavirus. Yeah, he That's doesn't have the proper papers. Uh, um... Okay. Zombie Balls was released on Steam <laughs> this day in 2016 <laughs> or no 2017 I apologize yeah we're gonna cut that part out <laughs> no we're not <laughs> it's
2: good.
1: and finally this day in 2019 Maruta Escape was released for Apple devices so I guess happy one-year anniversary to Maruta Escape, whatever the fuck that is. Sounds dumb. And that was this week's this day in gaming history. Uh, from what Vito was telling me, his doctors are telling me that he should be fine by next week. Yeah, I
2: don't to believe. Come in to come back into work.
0: Yeah, don't don't lie to us.
2: I think he's uh I think he's gone for good. He just wants he just doesn't want us to know, feel bad for him. That'll be fine. I think he knows he's going to die.
1: I think he knows I'm after him. I got a contract. Penguin is right. We do stand Rebecca Valentine. I just read that in the chat, and it's very true. But yeah, that's this day in gaming history, so now it's time for Gingy to move the show on.
3: Yeah, All Gingy, right. hurry up.
0: We are going to drop it here and go into our next segment. Er, yeah, segment. Yeah, God damn it. Go into the next segment. We'll be right back. Welcome back, you guys, to the next segment of the show. We will talk about what we've been up to in the last week or so, video game-wise or anything else we would like to bring up. Riley, what have you been doing?
1: Pokedex hunting. Hunting for Pokemon forever. Yeah, that sounds tedious.
0: It's not like we've done that before.
2: Yeah, it still sounds tedious.
1: Hey, (laughs) do you guys have this easily obtainable Pokemon? I don't want to do a little bit of EV training necessary to make a Pokemon evolve correctly.
0: Yes, it was easy. And you don't need to do EV training. Just go get the vitamins.
1: You're right. So why'd you be like, does anybody have a hitmontop?
0: Uh, you know what? I don't know what you're talking about. I have the living decks. You do not. So two words for you, you Mr. definitely Riley. went. You Suck definitely
1: it. went into the fucking Puckle Discord server and said, does anybody have a spare hitmontop?
0: I don't fucking care. Anyway, continue. What's your number at? <laughs>
1: Oh, um, I think like 2.30 last time I checked. I don't have my Switch with me in my grandma's house, so I can't really <laughs> check directly. But also, more importantly, before I started Epic Pokedex hunting, I had to finally finish the post game. I did get my Shield Doggo, and then I had to fight Hop. And I went <laughs> to Hop solely on so, the first... The first attempt, I had no idea what I was getting into. I was like, oh, it's hop. So I went into the fight.
2: <laughs> he hopped over your ass. What? Didn't he do it like three times?
3: <laughs> you will never live it down.
1: Ah! And I was like, well, shit.
3: You
0: cut so out a tr-
3: portion of that.
1: I'm going to fucking hurl this phone down a flight of stairs. There is a flight hey. of stairs in my vicinity, so I could easily do that.
2: You know, I have an idea for you. Is it don't do that? No, it's uh, get
3: a job and get a new phone.
1: That's rude.
2: It's not rude. It's true. It's fact. It's
1: but fact. anyway, see, so yeah, a hop did me a kill. I was like alright I'm going to be prepared this time I'm going to lead I'm going to lead with the correct Pokemon let me tell my own story (laughs) I'm going to lead with the correct Pokemon and I'm going to do it this time and then I died and I was like okay fuck it and I leveled up my Cinderace to like level 75 because my main problem was that the Zacian, which was level 70, would outspeed and one-shot my Cinderace, and he was my only super effective option to deal with Zacian. That sounds awful. Which, come to find out, is because he has a minus defense nature, and that Zacian was close combating him in the face. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Cinderace was not doing good. But at level seventy-five, he was able to tank a close combat with eight HP left, and one shot with pyro ball, oh. and I won on the third attempts. Nice. Right. So that was the that was me trying to overcome Hop, and failing miserably. I also got, I also got Ball Guy's league card, which I'm very happy about because I really like Ball Guy.
0: Can we talk about ball guy is literally the next bad team's fucking leader that we're gonna get for ultra sword and ultra shield?
1: Nah, ball guy's friendly. Ball guy's a good man.
0: Nah, he's he's gonna be in your fucking nightmares.
1: Ball guy me costume for Smash.
0: Project M, here we go.
1: Yes, ball guy for Project M. Could make it happen, Project M developers, even though I'm pretty sure. Project M is not a project that gets developed anymore. Do it anyway.
0: Well, Project M itself doesn't need to continue de- development. We just need someone to make the skin.
3: True, true. True. But anything else, Riley?
1: Um, besides what's been uploaded to the bit shoot, which is, By the way, big, big epic, I brought back the Super Mario 64 DS Let's Play that I said I canceled because I have legendarily said that I only get to cancel one series and that's it forever, and this Sonic Advance last level is wearing on my sanity, so I'm going to bring back Super Mario 64 DS and see if I can beat it so that Sonic Advance could be the one game that I quit. (laughs)
0: Uh, technically, that's not your only game that you've quit.
1: On the bit shoot, no, I haven't quit any other games. Yes, you have. what what other games have I quit on the bit shoot? Plays black. Well, that's that's us. I'm talking my solo content. Ah. And that let's play isn't really quit; it's just put on hold because we got a capture card and could do cooler shit. Hell yeah. We'll probably re- we could probably record a couple Blaze Blacks in person when we get to Orlando, because you you have your capture card with you. So,
0: all right. Anything else, Riley?
1: Um, if you give me a second. Oh, this was streamed on Twitch. You can go watch it yourself on the Bitchute because I upload all the archives. But I did play for the first time. The Sims 4 I got The Sims 4 and I actually made the uh the pixel's house I made myself I made you I made Colo and I made penguin and by I made penguin I mean I don't know what penguin looks like so I just I took th- I just took the default character that it gave me and the default character that it gave me had a big old floppy sun hat and I was like you know what this fits so <laughs> penguin has a big old floppy sun hat that's hilarious. Gingy and Kolo, I tried to somewhat base on their real appearance, but I also didn't put any actual effort into it, so it only vaguely looks like they actually do. Rude. I think, and yours, Gingy, I kind of went off memory, so like I did not remember what your hair looked like. I remembered that that one time we video chatted, you were wearing a beanie, so I I put a beanie on on your character. I
0: generally always wear my Modern Warfare 3 beanie hat.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think they had a Modern Warfare 3 beanie, so I just put a white beanie, a plain white beanie.
2: That beanie is so old.
1: I know.
0: It's so old Uh, to the point to where we all know the Modern Warfare 3 logo is bright neon green. The Modern Warfare 3 logo on this beanie hat is nice and dark. It's that old.
2: Why is it gotta be dark?
0: Because
2: it's old. What do you want
0: from me?
1: Yeah, my, my Sims 4 quest was very entertaining. I made a house. I, I had a lot of trouble making this house. And I could not figure out how to put a roof on this house, so I just said, fuck it, and this house has no roof. <clears throat> um, oh, A a female NPC walked into my house and I instantly started fucking harassing her. Wow, that's not a good...
2: (laughs) So, uh...
1: Look, it's not every day a fucking redhead waifu walks into your Sim's house.
2: uh... I was like...
1: I was like, I have to start flirting with this girl now. That's my quest. It's pretty
2: sketch. You're already here, ladies. (laughs) He will
1: not leave you alone. So the thing with the Sims the thing with the Sims is like you can have your characters do shit, but they'll also do shit on their own. So I was trying to like talk up this girl and then my sim Cut out. Hello?
3: Yep. Hello. Good now. McFly?
1: There was a point where my character, like, ran down, like, an entire fucking street to get to the girl. Because by the time the auto-action had finished, she was, like, halfway down the street, and I had already set it to talk to the girl, so he, like, fucking ran down the fucking street. It was very funny.
0: Last time I played The Sims, I was... Oh god, I went really dark and I killed off a lot of my sims.
2: See, I don't play sims. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I'll make sure to keep you guys updated on my my efforts to court... And I think her name was Nina Valiente. <laughs> the, the redheaded <laughs> waifu sim.
0: Like <laughs> honestly, the last <laughs> sim character that I ever played and killed, I, uh... You know, they had their house and everything, and I deleted all the windows and filled those in, and I deleted the door, and then I set a small portion of the house on fire.
1: The And Nina Nina Valiente was giving a lot of mixed signals, because there was a point where everybody was, like, hanging out in the living room and, like, partying and shit, like, there was a stereo going in there, and, like, you and Colo were dancing, and me and Nina Valiente were on the couch, and, like, I totally fucking pulled some smooth man moves, and we were, like, cuddling and shit. So that was pretty good, but then, like... Wait, did you I, say you were
2: cuddling with some old guy? N- n-
1: n- no, I was cuddling with Nina Valiente, the redhead oh. waifu. But other other advances were rejected, so Nina Valiente was giving off some mixed signals. So what you're saying is, nonetheless,
2: she just wasn't for you.
1: I mean, no, it was... <clears throat> it's a 50-50 shot. Next, Sims 4 Episode 2 will be the hot pursuit of Nina Valiente once again.
3: Oh, God.
1: I also... I also very briefly considered shipping Jinji and Kolo with each other, but then I was like, nah, they'd both simultaneously snap my neck in real life if I made their sins gay for each other. I'd probably consider
2: it.
0: Yes, I would kill you.
1: <laughs> I I I start I started the process and then instantly was like, nah. The the only interaction was that I had Kolo ask Jinji if he was single. And I made the joke. Of course he's single. He got ghosted, <laughs> and G- Ginger was in fact single. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna pursue this any further. That's
3: just awful.
1: Wow. So yeah, Twitch.tv/slash Riley streams, where you can see more Sims 4 adventures. You're nasty, Penguin. Nasty. <laughs> what did Penguin
2: say? She said she'd ship uh, Sim Ginger and Colo.
1: Well now the penguin now that, peng- now that penguin doing, said doing, it, I have I'm worthless for love. Absolutely. Now the penguin now that penguin said it, I'm su- I'm super shipping them. Jinji's gonna come on hard. No.
0: Absolutely <laughs> not. Delete my fucking sim. I don't want to be a part of it.
1: Well, too bad, jinji, You're you're in too deep. She's good. I'll
0: shave your mullet when you're sleeping.
1: Just like you're gonna be in too deep into colo when I'm done.
0: Hey, I'm gonna be shaving your fucking mullet when I see you.
1: <laughs> That'd be rude. Only if I lose at the Game of Life can you do that. <clears throat> we made a bet, Penguin. We're gonna play the Game of Life at PS1, and if I lose, I have to go get my mullet cut.
0: But uh, anyway, is that all, Riley? Uh, yep, that's it. All right, Odin, what have you been doing, buddy?
2: Well, I've done a little bit of a few things, actually. A lot of mixed stuff, honestly, at the moment. Uh, I've done a little bit of Pokemon. Um, I haven't been breeding for my Shiny. I'm still working on Delmise. I just, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not really feeling it at the moment. Um, I, I burned myself out quite a bit playing a Pokemon for, like, a massive extended period of time. So pretty much what I've been doing now is just you know playing some uh, raids here and there, uh, jumping on a Destiny two from time to time, trying to get myself prepped for this upcoming uh, new event that's going to be happening because well, I love PvP and my favorite Valentine's Day is coming up called Crimson Doubles, and um, it's probably in my opinion one of the best pvp events going on at least at the moment or that could be going on at the moment um i've done a lot of minecraft Gingy and i started a uh realm server for uh minecraft bedrock on switch that's been really fun i've been doing a whole frick uh, the whole fuck town stuff of it so far so ooh Feeling pretty good about that. Um, that's really all, actually. That's I, I have not done that much. I've actually been pretty fucking lazy, actually. Shit, can't believe I've been that lazy. I mean, it doesn't sound like I've been lazy. I, I have been.
3: Nice. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Mr.
2: Odin? Um, to be fair, no, not really. I've just been mostly sticking to myself doing my own thing.
0: All right. Well, I myself, I mean, I have recorded a couple episodes of Minecraft with Senior Odin.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that. Will they ever
0: come out? Stay tuned. It depends if uh person, whoever that is, that's manning the Pixels Media bit shoot's going to be a bitch and won't give me the login information.
1: Um, Send me episode six and seven of Pokemon Sword and we'll talk about login information.
0: Speaking of that, you guys, Pixels YouTube is back up and running.
1: No, it's not. <laughs>
0: Anyway, yeah, I've done Minecraft with Odin. Did a couple of raids in Pokemon Shield. Nothing, nothing too new there. I have, uh, I've gotten a couple new games for my Switch that I haven't opened yet or played. I will report on those games next week. Um, so you played a bit of Pokemon Go, uh, Friday, I want to say. Yeah, I want to say it was Friday. I hatched a shiny Feebas. Oh, Almost. Almost a hundred percenter. Almost. But, um, played Jurassic World Alive as well. Still working on the dinosaur hybrids. And then the other other game I honestly played this week is fucking Evertail. Still playing the shit out of that.
2: Yeah, I heard that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, it really fucking is. I am get, uh, hosting a giveaway, Odin. I don't know if I ever told you or if you listened when I talked about it last week, but I did. So, if you want to try I to did, win I a have... copy,
2: no, I'm good. I play too many games as it is. I can't. I I already have a hard time focusing.
0: I feel you. So, with that being said, guys, we're going to cut it here and go into our topic. We will be right back. <music> welcome back to the topic you guys'll we'll be well god damn it where we will be talking about anything under the
1: video game sun Riley,
0: what are we doing today
1: today we're talking about we got another discussion question boy boys a sort of debate if you will we're talking the, today's today's question is. Is mobile gaming good for the video game landscape? Hard yes. Capitalized, bolded,
0: underlined. just gonna
1: take that hard yes. I'm gonna take the semi hard no. Bouncing about now. Where does Odin stand on this?
2: So, it really depends. It really honestly does. Um, I feel like that every game has a better performance on a different style of platform. And I'm, I've i always been a firm believer of that. The issue, I think, yeah, issue, I think issue would be the proper word here for this. Um, my it, My only issue with mobile gaming is that you can get a really bad experience on mobile gaming and then not want to try the actual game on a different console or system that it would run better on to have a better experience. Now, I feel like there are a lot of games that are really good for mobile. There absolutely is. It's just very... It's, it's hit or miss, and you really got to find out which ones are going to work better for the other. That's all it really kind of boils down to.
1: Okay, well, me and Jinji just kind of gave our, like, two-word stances, and Odin already went, like, straight deep into his opening statement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like to start strong. Um, Bound to go by one. So,
1: I guess Jinji can give his opening statement now on why it's his answer is hard yes.
0: Well, think about it nowadays. What's something that the general public, like the average person, has for the most part? phones the way i see it with mobile gaming it opens up the sphere, or you know like the whole video game environment and exposes video games to people who otherwise would not have even gone remotely near video games at all that's That's my opening statement i have more specific examples but we will get into that in a
1: minute Okay, well, my opening statement is almost completely no, is my stance. Uh, uh, Mobile gaming, while not bad as a concept on its own, completely alienated from its connection to the gaming industry as a whole, it is not a bad thing per se. But mobile is not the kind of platform games. Like, phones it's fun. Phone games were fun, like, back in the day. Back in the day you could play a game on your phone it was just like something like silly and low energy to kill time like fucking Copter or what else did they have on old ass phones? Um, did, Did you remember any classic phone games? Any flip phone games? Snake? Snake, yeah, that's a good one. Minesweeper? My, I don't think they had Minesweeper on flip phones.
3: Some did. Minesweeper's,
1: Minesweeper's powerful. But um, anyway, but just, I've seen a lot in the way of like gaming shifting, the gaming culture kind of shifting to have a large focus on the mobile market. Which is very scary, because mobile phones are not the correct platform for gaming, in my opinion. Like To an extent, like, there's nothing wrong with mobile games, but the fact that that gaming's future is sort of, like, heading towards mobile being the dominant platform is a very, very scary thought to me, and I'll get into more detail as to why as this discussion continues. Well... We're going to be
0: buttonheads quite a lot already in this episode. But, um, yes, my example, like I mentioned, mobile gaming being able to open people to video games as a whole. For example, yeah, that's right, Penguin. He's scared because he's a wuss. But, um, my first exa- example would be Pokemon Go. When Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu I, and Let's Go Eevee came out, They made it such a heavy emphasized point for people who play Pokemon Go. Hey, you get to get the, you know, this special Pokemon if you transfer between these two games. And so people got exposed like, hey, I like Pokemon Go. And now Pokemon Go is telling me, hey, there's this brand new Pokemon game coming out. I had no idea that it existed. I'm going to go give this a try. And boom, there's another. Person who was but never you
1: see, exposed. that is a thing, and that was a good thing. But that is how it is right now. But talking about the grand scheme of the mobile landscape with how popular mobile gaming is getting and how much traction it's gaining, there could be a point where there's no other game to advertise. Like, we are, in a lot of ways, heading to a mostly mobile video game market, and that's just not... The way I think it's sh- the world should be heading because, like, like, like
3: games like that are
1: made, yeah, games that are made for like a mobile experience, like Pokemon Go being a good example, it's something you could really only experience on mobile phones. And that's the kind of games I want to see on mobile phones. Games that are like RPGs or like adventure games, those should be on consoles because I don't want to see a world where. Well, phones, my my uh, where the rebuttal to
0: that, Riley, is that mobile games are also another way for people who don't have a lot of money to experience games. Because like like the point that you just made, big games. So let's just for example use Sky, uh, you know Skyrim. Skyrim clearly is better on console and PC, but um. You know, in order, if you wanted to play Skyrim, you would have to pay, you know, $60 to get Skyrim. But you would also have to pay at least $300 or so for the console itself and anything else that you need versus if Skyrim was out on mobile. Which it is. That's where, where all of that is. And our, you know, our mobile devices are getting smarter and smarter and smarter more often all the time. So, in the very, very near future, and this isn't hypothetical, our phones are going to be more stronger than consoles. Like, that is inevitability that we cannot avoid. That is where our phones are heading. Eventually, see, our smartphones will be stronger than consoles.
1: If they made smartphones into a device that was in the same sort of, like, business model as a game console... I'd be okay with it shifting, but here's what I need first. Here's where mobile gaming would need to go for me to support it being the future of gaming. Because first of all, the freemium model is downright scummy in a lot of ca- cases. Some the of yes, freemium...
0: a lot of the freemium games are clearly built to 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 get to get money. Like that to is to trick the, children into
1: stealing their mother's credit cards and giving giving now insert at that company point, here that's money. the
0: fault of the parents
1: keep a okay, closer we're, eye on your phone. we're not parents. we're not getting into parental credit card stealing debate but the point is uh the freemium is sort of how most mobile games are handled and a lot of freemium is built to just fucking milk money out of you like a fucking cow So here's two things that I would need out of (laughs) the mobile... stole
0: his mommy's credit card.
1: (laughs) I politely ask for my mommy's credit card if I want a game. Thank you. But um, anyway, here's the two things that I would need. I don't think they're going to do either of these because there's no real need for it. But I think this would be the only way that I'd accept mobile gaming being the future one freemium should not be the dominant model if phones phone games were like normal games like the google play store is like oh here's this cool game pay five bucks for it and then play it oh here's this cool really really cool game pay 40 bucks for it and then play it forever and not have microtransactions there are
0: games like that Riley
1: there are games like that but that's not the dominant model the dominant model in the mobile market by far is the freemium model
0: well yes that's because it's blatantly right there in
1: front of everyone exactly but what i'm saying is the the these are the two ideal things that would make me at all pro mobile gaming as the future of gaming one the a massive scale back of the freemium model and two if they want to push phones as a gaming device there should be, like, a sort of controller mechanism that could be flipped out of the phone. Because my experience with... Hold on. I know you don't think you need that, but my experience with gaming on phone is that it doesn't feel as... Like, with games that you could play on consoles, like, you know, if you're playing Pokemon on your phone because you're using an emulator, or if you're playing, like, Sonic... Well, on your rather,
0: phone. What I meant by that statement, I, I don't think you understood what I was meaning to say. When I said that you didn't need that, they make extensions for phones that feels like a controller. They have a little slide thing. That yes, you pull they make out extensions. The I know, I know.
1: In. But that's more money. And if mobile game, if mobile gaming is the future of gaming, this needs to be something that's built in. And but anyway,
0: of the. Uh, the Sony Ericsson, I believe it's called. It's literally a slide flip phone that we, you slide the screen forward like a PS Vita, and it has a D-pad and the square, triangle, circle, X. Yes,
1: if
3: if mobile game
0: if if, if mobile companies want
1: Sony to, Ericsson's, can I finish my uh, thought real quick? So my yeah, brain has sorry. been trying to finish this thought, but um, but when I play games that could be played on consoles on The main thing that is missed is tactile buttons. Tactile buttons are very important in gaming experiences in a lot of cases. When you're playing a button input intensive game like a platformer adventure game of some sort, it is a lot better and a lot cleaner and easier to do with tactile buttons. Tactile, tactile buttons are a very important thing, and it's something that mobile games lack without extra accessories. And if mobile gaming is the way of the future, tactile buttons should be built in all phones. And, but other than this fantasy realm in which they push back freemium almost entirely and put tactile buttons on every phone in the world, mo- mobile is just not the platform for big video games, in my opinion. It's not optimized for a good gaming experience. Well,
0: my rebuttal to that: Have you heard about Project X Cloud, for example?
1: I've not heard about Project X Cloud. Please explain.
0: It's it's like streaming, like Netflix's, but it's specifically set up with Microsoft and your Xbox. Meaning, okay. so let's say you know I have. You know, my Xbox account, then I'm going to use Skyrim again as an example. I bought Skyrim digitally, you know, for my Xbox One. And for example, and we can talk about this in the bullshit because, you know, we can finally announce it. Say I'm sitting on a plane, right? Obviously, if I'm in the airport lobby, I can't take my Xbox like this one stranger did. You know those those big TV screens that has the flight schedules for everyone?
1: Oh my fucking god, this did somebody hook their Xbox to that? You no, know,
0: someone hooked up their PlayStation 4 and was playing The Witcher.
1: That's great. That's hilarious, uh, and I love it. You
0: can't, you, you can't do that, so I can't bring my Xbox to the airport lobby and play Skyrim. So boot up Skyrim on my, uh, on my Galaxy S10 phone, which is pretty good for what it is. And I'm playing Skyrim beautifully at t- 1080p, where it looks
1: absolutely stunning and beautiful on the phone. Now, you see, the thing about this debate is it's less about mobile gaming itself and more the effect mobile gaming is having on the game landscape. And even though that's good, that's a good thing, that you know you can play your Xbox shit on the plane. It's... um. The problem with it is that just the way that mobile is more convenient for developers to, you know, make more money and do more stuff, it is becoming, like, unequivocally the future of gaming. And it's just I not...
0: necessarily say that. I would absolutely, you know, be adamant on the fact that mobile gaming is a platform of gaming now. There is no denying it. There is still console gaming. There is still PC gaming. But literally, on average, everyone has a smartphone.
1: And it's so easy yeah, to that's play why on your phone Mobile now. gaming is becoming the future of gaming because they're making a lot more revenue on mobile games because everybody has a smartphone. And the problem with that is smartphones, in most cases, with games that are also on big consoles, Do not provide a good gaming experience by any stretch with the lack of tactile buttons, the much smaller screen, the scale down graphics in a lot of cases.
0: You got to get better phones. No matter how big your
1: phone is, it's not as big as a TV.
0: (laughs) Wait till we get like the iPhone 20. It's going to be a 50 inch.
1: (laughs) That's going to be funny.
2: Special but, um... for your iPhone 20. no that's what they need
1: that's what they need they need like an. here's, here's the million dollar idea for Apple for the iPhone like 74 it's a normal sized phone but there's like a button you can press and it expands and it can grow like super big and become like a giant fucking TV when like you're at home and playing games and shit or like watching YouTube at home like you have like a normal size phone that you can carry around with you and use during the day but then when you're home and you're able to sit in one place you could expand it into like a big old TV that's my that's my dream for smartphones of the future make it happen apple
0: we'll see but Odin you've been fairly quiet on this front
2: well mostly because my my opinion is how it is uh, i don't think mobile gaming is bad i just feel like I look at it from a very non-biased point of view. There are certain games that I just prefer to play in certain areas or certain uh, certain setups. Um, I, I feel like that it is very dependent on what you're playing to decide where you're going to play it. It's if you want to have the best experience for playing something, you play it where it's going to be better. Now, I know that a lot of people would argue PC is obviously master race for where you play stuff, but at the same time, it's not always the case.
0: I I, I mean I, PC I get, I get what you're saying, say no. I think it ultimately boils down to the type of person who is looking for said game experience.
3: Yeah. To me
0: it, it... mobile is one of the best experiences, but obviously Riley does not share
2: And that's okay. He doesn't have to share the opinion. Absolutely not not. He doesn't have to share it even in the slightest, because this is what it is. It's just opinion. It's we're none of us here are spouting off facts. We're just, we're all aware of our own personal experiences and what we've, uh, what we've gone through and what we've uh, experienced. And we all know what works best for us as an individual so you it's it really is just based on you do i think that mobile gaming is bad for the economy and for the gaming industry no not at all absolutely not so i, I feel like it is good for I you think, because it gives opportunities
1: i think gaming in a lot of cases and this has a lot to do with mobile gaming as I was talking about before with the gaming experience, people's choice of gaming console, when it comes to not talking about exclusive games, talking about games that are not exclusive, Yeah, sure. it comes down to experience versus convenience. And the general public will always go with convenience because, you know, a lot of people who aren't, like, super dedicated to gaming don't want to really put the effort in to have the best gaming experience. They're more into the convenience. And obviously, smartphones are the convenience, but even, as Odin said, PC Master Race, when you're not talking about exclusive games and you're talking about just, like, multi-platform games that are on PC and consoles, usually, unless there's, like, some big development fuck-up that fucks up the PC version, PC is, like, objectively, like, graphics and running the game rise Master Race quote-unquote but it's pc gaming is a much harder thing to pull off than console gaming like getting a pc that can run game games big big games is a lot more expensive than just your average game console the controller is a whole separate ordeal instead of just being like unequivocally connected to said console it's just yeah. it's convenience versus experience like For example, if you've got a game like Skyrim that's on every platform known to man, the best experience that you could possibly have would be with like a fully decked out PC. So you can play in like Ultra HD with all that like fun shit, but that's much less convenient than say playing it on your Xbox 360 because you just got to go and have this console and then you can play the game. Yeah, And it's the same thing with mobile phones but to an even more degree because people who are like uninformed or don't care about experience will just be like, why would I have this console to play Mortal Kombat when I could play Mortal Kombat on my phone? And that's why gaming is sort of dangerously moving towards the direction of mobile games being more dominant in the market than they should be. I
2: just, I feel like there's a, lot, there, there's a lot of factors that lie into the uh, mobile gaming, and the biggest thing that we need to remember is that we need to definitely think about it objectively. For sure. Um, I know that, obviously, you know, you're not necessarily for mobile gaming just because you feel like, you know, it's going to cause a problem. It's going to become problematic for the future of games. At the same time, now let's say you have this favorite game that you like to play rightly. Let's just 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 to put yourself in a scenario where let's say let's say um whatever type of game you like, let's say the newest version of that game came out for a new console that you got, okay? You got it, you're like, oh man, this is great. Now, let's say they made that game have uh um cross-platform compatibility, uh, compatibility, but you were also able to play that same save file from that game you like because uh, you, they you play like on your mobile phone because the game is saved on their server. Now you have the capability of not only playing that game on your favorite console, but out now on your phone while you're do while you're traveling out with family or you're just kind of sitting in a hotel room somewhere and don't have access to your console. Anywhere. Now you have that capability. So now you have to start thinking about is this really bad for the gaming community? No. It's Mobile gaming as no it is right reality. now in
1: that scenario is not bad. W- in that specific scenario, it is a good thing. But the but fact so that the mobile market is admit-
2: the th- the thing about it, you can't nitpick this kind of situation though, or this. I'm not scenario.
1: nitpicking. The nitpicking is the, what you just described. That's nitpicking the, out a good scenario. But mobile, the, the mobile, the mobile market is dominated by freemium shit and like low effort shit, and it's growing rapidly. So you know, there need console be
0: more of a tight grip on. Games that come out. So that would be up to Apple and Google and all the different Android stores out there.
1: And getting games out that are actually good, that aren't freemium, and they come out and they have cross progression with consoles. And mobile gaming, as it is right now, besides all the freemium shit, is a good thing. But the scary thing about it is that it keeps expanding. The market is expanding rapidly to the point where if it continues this growth, it's going to end up eclipsing console games. And that's the main issue.
2: I just, I just don't think consoles are ever going to be any form of console. I don't ever feel like it's going to ever really go out of date. I, I don't think there's ever a reason for it to actually happen. I really, really don't. Again, that's, again, just... When a
1: platform can't keep up with another platform, it goes out. Like, if mobile gaming continues to rapidly expand and be more profitable, and phones get to the technologi- te- technology technology point where they can run bigger games, people in the gaming industry are going to start wanting to make games for the phones rather than their own consoles. So, the big video game companies like... This is like big nightmare scenario probably won't happen and if it does it's going to be a long time from now but big video game companies like Microsoft and Sony might end up gone the way of Sega because the mobile gaming platform is much bigger so instead of making their own consoles they just go and make mobile
2: I guess I don't know man I just I'm just I just look at things so subjectively and I, I just look at things in such a different manner than most people do.
3: But, I'm not um, saying
2: I look at it better than other people do, but like I definitely, I'm definitely able to look at stuff in a more broader spectrum of thinking like, okay, is this actually good? Is it bad? There's obviously always plus and minus, like positives and negatives to everything that can be done today there always will be it's just are you willing to think about it and be like okay this isn't actually that bad it's not actually killing anything or it's not really having the possibility it's more or less increasing the likelihood of having your games readily available to you no matter what if you think about it that kind of fits in with the way today's society is and the way this generation is. Everybody wants what they want right now. They don't want to wait till they get home. They don't want to wait a week. We get, we have Amazon prime, man. It's almost, it might as well just be Amazon. Now we want it now. I wanted it yesterday. Like gaming is much better today than it used to be. And it is because we have more options to play our games. We have more situations that we can be in where we're not going to be bored. We have more compatibility between different consoles and games for systems, whether it's PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, any of it. It all ties in together and mobile only brings it closer. That's how I feel about it. It's, it makes sense.
0: Honestly, but it just, it, it may or may not. Uh, for for my defense on my mobile gaming, you know, it may or may not be for the simple fact that maybe Jinji is working on developing his own mobile game. <laughs> cough, cough, wink,
1: wink. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> now you see, Jinji, the difference between that and whatever else is your mobile game unless i'm wrong is like going to be a unequivocally like mobile game like it's a game that you would play on your phone yeah. and isn't something that you would play on a console even theoretically like natively
0: if it's popular enough i can see it being played on console yeah
1: it could be on consoles any mobile game could be on a console with enough shopping but mobile games feel like they belong on a phone and that's how they should feel Games that feel like they belong on a phone are good on mobile. But when you start dipping into the territory of having all the big games on the phone, it starts to become a scary thought when they get such good sales that it's like, well, shit, what's the point of the consoles then? Yeah.
2: Like, don't get me wrong, I get your concern, and I don't think your concern is unwarranted. But it's just there's no reason to be necessarily super concerned about it at the moment.
1: Yeah, I don't think this is something that's going to instantly affect us. But but our debate is overall affecting the gaming landscape, yes. and it's slowly and mobile gaming is slowly but surely expanding to the point where it might become the gaming landscape.
2: It 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 could be a wider option in the future, but I don't think it's ever going to become like the master like this is your option and if you're not doing this well you're a square
1: the day that all the sweaty neckbeards start saying uh mobile master race is the day we're all doomed
2: that's that's when we know we all did something wrong i know for a fact that what i what i would hate the most is spend a couple grand on a really awesome high-powered gaming pc only to come across the neckbeard like two days later and then be like well anyway, <laughs> mobile is the best platform to play any kind of video game, John. I'm gonna be very upset. I'm gonna be like, well, you're fucking wrong, I just spent a couple grand on a good PC. I'm gonna and I'm gonna lay facts out on him. I'm be like, look, motherfucker, that's not the case. You can right. go back to your mom's basement.
0: But um I think this is a good place. Good place to uh to call it. We've all defended our points fairly successfully, and I'm a bit flabbergasted. We didn't end up screaming at each other. So I think, I think we, we handled, did
3: good.
0: handled this debate fairly well.
1: I, I, I enjoyed Hold it. Hold on. We, we, did, we did debates, and let's real quick, for the sake of following a debate format, let's have some closing statements. So, Gingy, give us your closing statement.
0: Well, the way I see it, I am the host, so I will give my closing statement last.
1: Okay, Odin, That's give good. us your closing statement. Well,
2: closing statement overall is that I think all forms of gaming are acceptable. You just got to be able to see the good, the positives, and the negatives at the same time for everything. You can't just uh, can't just accept it to be one way and be, you know.
1: You
3: can't be okay, closed well,
1: about it. Yeah, yeah. So my closing statement is just that even though there is good things behind mobile gaming, mobile gaming is not entirely an evil. The market is dominated and saturated by freemium games that have goals to steal your money, and the mobile market is growing at an alarming rate to the point where it might take over the video games we know and love, and that's just a scary thought, which is why I think mobile gaming and its rapid expansion is bad for the gaming landscape.
0: Well, all right. And My opinion of mobile gaming, like I've said before, it opens up the avenue for non-gamers to be able to experience everything every person has their own personal preference to the type of games that they play, you know, via be PC console or mobile. I do agree that there are some negatives and positives to everything, but I see mobile gaming as an incredibly bright future. And with how everything is progressing, I can only see it going up from here. But, um, with that being said, let us know what you guys think tag us on twitter or write into the show with the email which is down in the description of the episode but we're gonna cut it here but before we get into the bullshittery left something for you guys hopefully you enjoy it we will be right back what's up guys you enjoy podcasts like us Have you ever wanted to start one of your own are you too scared yes. to start one? Well, to be honest, yes. we were scared in the very beginning before we started Pixels, but luckily we found Buzzsprout.
1: Buzzsprout is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. They're a dedicated team driven to help your podcast succeed. Their website is very simple to use and gives you stats on your show. It's amazing. They put your podcast on all the different podcast players like Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and more.
0: Exactly, and we love Buzzsprout so much. We recently became a affiliate. Start your own podcast using our special link, which will be in the show description today. And after upgrading to any service plan, you will be able to receive a twenty dollars Amazon gift card. Join us, us as Pixels, and over one hundred thousand other users using Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout easiest way to podcast. And now, we will return you to your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. But yeah,
1: bullshit away, guys. So, it has finally come. The time to... Even though we've already said it in various, like, bit shoot productions, mm-hmm. it's time for our official big announcement. So I'm gonna let Jinji do this. Jinji, announce the big thing. As
0: we have said multiple times before Pixels as a show is powered by Buzzsprout and so like I said we recently became a affiliate with them but besides the point Buzzsprout is hosting a convention called Podfest 2020 that will be is in the Florida. Is Buzzsprout hosting
3: the convention?
0: I believe so. I, I could don't be think mistaken. they're
1: hosting the convention I think they were just buying tickets for people to go to said convention because they were involved <laughs> with it.
0: Right and it was an afternoon on my lunch break. I got an email from Buzzsprout saying that they will be paying for a selected number of uh, Buzzsprout customers for their entry tickets to go to Podfest.
1: Hold on. Let me let me inject here into the story because this is where I come in. I, um, Gingy had said it was in Orlando, Florida. Don't sigh. <sighs> That's rude. rude. Gingy had said that the convention was in Orlando, Florida. And I just kind of said as like a one off joke like hey throw throw it throw an application in for me. Why not? I could take a bus to Orlando, and then we had a talk about it being a serious thing, and then he actually put in applications and then gingnji, what happened?
0: We won, and I was only able to put in the the applications you know for me and another person. And yeah, we got tickets to go to PodFest 2020, so me and Riley will physically be there at the convention from March 5th through the 8th. So we will obviously be recording very special episodes for you guys that I will throw up to the main feed of Pixel so you guys can listen to
1: it but also You see it's all going to come down be... to how long the convention is per day because I have so many ideas for content we could do together but that obviously yeah, we'll requires s- time.
0: Right, we'll we'll see on that but we may also record videos of the floor as well to show you guys what Podfest looks like and if that happens we will most likely post that to the Patreon but I will make sure it's a public post so if you guys want to check it out you can.
1: I mean we could put we it on the bit shoot. To. There's no reason why we can't.
0: True. Well, we'll get more more um what's the word I want to say? Details later on down the line and closer to the convention itself. But well, yeah, we are going to Podfest 2020. So stay tuned for that, you guys.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited to see what Podfest has in store. And to see my buddy Jinji in real life for the first time, I mean, even like this then,
2: is... for I'm... the first time in forever.
0: <laughs> I this is a huge, tremendous opportunity for Pixels to grow. Absolutely, like this is to to me, it's like a once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime opportunity to not miss. Yeah, it's super.
1: Ahead. It's a super exciting prospect to go to PodFest and advertise our show and learn from people who are successful in the field of podcasting. And also, just the other tangent that I was going to finish was um, that meeting Gingy in real life is really exciting. Because, like, you know, I've had these friends online that I care about more than a lot of my real-life friends for a long time. And, I've, and every once in a while, I'm like, man, I've been friends with these people for so long and I haven't met them in real life. Will I ever? Will I ever get the chance? And now, unequivocally, barring some sort of horrible tragedy, less than a month from now, I will be in Jinji's real-life presence. And that's super exciting.
0: If you lose this bet, can I cut off the mullet? This bet with you and Penguin?
1: Do you know how to haircut decently? Because I do not want my mom to yell at me if I come home with a horrible haircut.
0: I may or may not leave a bald spot of a dick in the back of your head, but...
2: Because that'll work for for someone.
0: <laughs> but no.
1: But anyway.
0: But yeah, stay tuned on that, you guys. More details coming. And
1: soon. shot in the dark, I'm sure nobody actually is out there, but on the off chance you are, if you happen to be a listener in the Orlando, Florida... Area, you could let us know, and perhaps maybe we could like go out for lunch or some shit.
0: Hell yeah, reach out to us, we would be more than happy to meet you. But, um, oh, you know what, that's something we will have to talk about off air. But, uh, yeah, any other bullshittery, you guys?
1: Nah, um,
3: man, not for me,
1: Gingy. What is a food? that you despise, what is a food that you hate? What is a food that is disgusting and you would never eat? And don't say gingerbread, don't say the meme answer. Give me a real answer for the most disgusting food that anybody who eats is a heathen.
0: Anchovies.
3: I agree to
1: an extent. Depends anchovies on their own aren't that bad but anchovies on a pizza Fuck overtake... you, anchovies on a pizza overtake the whole fucking pizza and it's just a disgusting thing it's this it takes over the whole taste of the pizza and it's way too like salty and disgusting but a couple anchovies on their own is like a fun salty snack but put them on pizza and that's just way too much and super disgusting But anyway, Odin, you got any foods that you despise that are disgusting? Um...
3: I can't say I do, man.
1: Uh Here's a super... Hey, I didn't say one. I'm gonna try to end the show. Here's a super controversial one. A lot of people really like this, so I'm probably gonna get crucified for this. I hate... Sushi. Sushi's bad. Yeah. Sushi is, that an a- is
2: an acquired taste.
1: Sushi bad. Sushi not good. Penguin, what I... do you think about sushi? Tell us in the text chat. Or unmute yourself, I don't care. But do, tell us in some way. Give us your sushi take. Penguin Mage is typing. What is a Sushi. <laughs>
0: But, um, all right, you guys, Riley, where can I find you?
1: Well, you can find me on Twitter at Riley tweets. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Riley streams. You can find me on, uh, gotta think of all these things I need to plug Pokemon variety hour on Spotify or Stitcher or a couple other, random platforms. I asked Penguin to help with submitting to iTunes, but she was, like, sick girl, so I don't think she did that, but hopefully I'll get her to do it soon once she's no longer sick girl, and we'll be able to have Variety Hour back up on iTunes. But anyway, it's on Spotify and Stitcher for now. There's the MoCast, which is the show that I do with my buddies Mo and Robin, where every week we get together and we talk about any range of topics. We've talked about the original Star Wars trilogy. We've talked about. Um why can I only think of one? But we talk we talk about a bunch of stuff. Just go look. Just go listen. You can find that on the YouTube channel Modigity42. Or just follow Happy Good Boy 420 on Twitter. He always tweets out when a new episode comes out. There's and then finally the big plug, the Riley Podcast Mega Feed. I thought you were supposed all... to
0: get louder every time you saying that.
1: I'm sorry. The, I, I tried to get louder, but my throat just didn't let me. I'm going to try again. The Riley Podcast Mega Feed, the number one place for all Riley-produced podcasts, can be found on Stitcher and Spotify as the Riley Podcast Mega Feed. There is a show that that feed does get uploaded at, updated at least once a week now because largest issue in the galaxy is back in full production. Every week, at least one thing. For now, every week at least one thing will come out on that feed and it will be Largest Edition in the Galaxy and also spatterings of the Riley Indian Movie Review Podcast. And I definitely, I wanted to do some sort of content for the Riley Podcast mega feed with Gingy when I'm with him in real life. And I think the best idea I came up with and the one that would be the least time consuming and probably a little fun, so we'll see if Gingy wants to do this or not when I pitch it but right now, which is the days that were there we could do way past cool episodes, which if you guys don't remember. That's my old podcast where we watch an episode of a Sonic cartoon and we talk about it in a funny way and it told me like, it's only like we usually only do like 20 minute episodes. I figured the days that we're there, we could do way past cool episodes. Maybe. Maybe.
0: But, uh, but yeah, that's
1: that's all my plugs.
0: Alright, Odin. Where can they you find can find you?
2: me uh, you can find me at BioDen's Beard on Twitch, uh, Twitter. Uh,
0: well, all right. Well, you can find me on my personal Twitter at Raging Ginger. You can follow the show at PPAF Podcast. We have a email oh, if right. you guys would like to send in any questions, comments, and concerns. If you didn't want to drop it in the discord links the email for that is pp and f podcast at gmail.com. so with that being said you guys this has been the 81st episode of pixels polygons and fun video game podcast we talk about anything under the video game sun i have been your constant arrow in the chest host Gingy.
1: i've been the mobile game conspiracy theorist and also riley and I've been
0: Odin. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye.